ladies and gents, to another episode of the Two Way Lifestyle Podcast. I got some exciting news. We have finally launched our website. We have been doing this now for a little over a year, but after fucking around with different website uh, hosting companies and platforms, I finally found one that I liked that had all the shit that I wanted to do, all the functionality, the layout. I was able to get it right the way I wanted to. So check out 2alifestyle.com. That is the number 2alifestyle.com. And you will see links uh, where you can start listening to podcast episodes. You can start seeing, uh, you know, we're developing a store. We already got some merchandise on the store. Uh, and also we're going to start writing articles. And that's where they're going to be. So check out 2alifestyle.com. And let's go ahead and start getting the house rules in order so we can go ahead and start getting this shit on. If you haven't already, go ahead and check our social media. We are on Facebook under 2A Lifestyle. That is the number 2A Lifestyle. And on Instagram under 2 spell out T-W-O-A Lifestyle. If you like what you're seeing here, go ahead and check us out on Patreon, 2A Lifestyle Podcast, and support us. Anything that you give us, it goes directly back into this podcast. It is uh, pays for the bandwidth. It pays for new mic like we had the new mic our old mic go out a couple weeks ago well a couple months ago now uh it pays for shit like shot shows coming up obviously going to shot show is a big thing and we would like to give you guys the um the you know perspective of being on the shot show floor and all that kind of good gravy shit so any kind of support that you guys give us would be amazing so check us out on patreon uh, also, go ahead and wherever you're listening to this, hit that subscribe button. So that way you can make sure you get every episode that comes out. And also, if you can, leave us a review. That is the best way people can find us if they're looking for gun-related content on whatever your podcast uh, platform is. Whether it be Spotify, iHeartRadio, uh, Pandora, uh, iTunes, whatever the fuck it may be. That's the best way for them to find us. So go ahead and leave us a five-star review. On iTunes, I know we are up to... Uh, 12 five star ratings uh, I want to appreciate everybody that's given us a five star rating on iTunes and go ahead and if you have any suggestions about the show if you have anything that you'd like for us to cover if you have any guests that you'd like for us to bring on you can reach out on social media or you can reach us at 2alifestyle at mail.com uh, I would greatly appreciate your input uh, you know all the guests that we had uh, at the end of last year all those guests were um, uh, listener uh, suggested. Uh, they, so, you know, all those people uh, were, you know, I was told, like, hey, you know, I'd like to see uh, Mike McCloskey from Sons of Liberty Gunworks. I'd like to see, uh, you know, uh, fucking Roger Wang from Ford uh, Controls and on there. So, all that shit is gravy. I appreciate you guys for all the support that you're giving us. So, let's go ahead and start getting into the podcast and let's start getting into it now, shall we? Huh? What the fuck? Gangsta shit. Nigga had the nerve to walk up on me, ask me where I'm from. I told him I ain't banging, he didn't listen, so I gave him one. Not the sedity one. Nigga tried to hit him up, now he want to get him up. I set it up and wait it up. Now I'm from the hood, checking niggas all the daily. Started off PG, OG, baby. Real life homie, two heaters in my seat. Had to check a nigga, had to cop swap me. Where you from? I don't bang. Where you live? 
in where you hang. Say the wrong thing and lights out. Alright ladies and gents, let's start getting into the main segment. The first story we're going to be covering in our main segment. And this is something that I'm going to, you know, this is something I always talk about on the podcast because I think it's just important uh, to mention in any kind of gun content, uh, you know, gun related content. Uh, it's just the shooting sports. And we're going to be talking about this article from MLN.com. It was published on the 6th. Uh, and it, the headline of it is competition season continuing strong for federal ambassador Dakota Overland. Now Dakota, Dakota, goddamn y'all, I am sorry, I'm fucking tongue twisted as a motherfucker. Uh, so you're going to have to bear with me today. I just got done uh, starting a six day work week, so just got done from work and recording the podcast. So anyway, uh, Dakota, she is a uh, shooter for federal. Uh, ammunition, and she just took home the ladies' division title at a recent 2020 Magpul Governor's Match in Cody, Wyoming. Uh, she is actually just a teenager. Uh, she bested 15 other female competitors in that division, and she finished 13th all uh, overall in the event. Uh, I think that's great. She shot. <clears throat> fuck, sorry. She shot uh, American Eagle 55 grain. Uh, in 223 and gold medal rifle 69 grain in 223 uh so you know that's fucking amazing that she's only a teenager and she's already you know kicking ass and she's sponsored and she's doing great work so definitely keep an eye out for dakota and if you can and that this is something i recommend to everybody check out your local uspsa matches check out your local uh ipsc ipsic matches uh, three gun, whatever it may be, get involved. It's fun. It is a hell of a time, yeah, and it's a hell of a way to get into the gun community and start, you know, finding gun lovers around you in your area. So check that out. This next article comes to us from the Firearm Blog, and this was published on the 30th. Remington files Chapter 11 for a second time amid record firearm sales months. And this is pretty interesting because uh, Remington, uh, they actually, you know, Remington is primarily known for shotguns and hunting rifles. Uh, they've tried to break into the handgun market a few times with some real shit guns. Uh, the thing that they have come out with recently that I thought was actually pretty good was the uh, Remington uh, 870 with the bird's eye grip. Uh, you know, the um, competition of Remington for the shockwave. And then also Remington recently has come out with some uh, box-fed magazines. So, I mean, you know, they've been trying to get up with, you know, the times, I guess, in regards to firearms trends. And with the records firearms sales that they've had going on, um, you know, it is a hell of a time to be going bankrupt because they could be making fucking hands over fist money. Uh, and you know, I, th- I want to say Remington has come out with some AR platform rifles that are hunter- hunting models. Uh, if I do remember correctly, like they started coming around, around a little after Sandy Hook. But just shit time for a gun company to be going out of business. Um, I, well, I say they're going out of business. They're probably not going out of business. Or, you know, filing fucking Chapter 11, restructuring debt, all that kind of stuff. But, I mean, Remington is America's oldest firearm manufacturer. Uh, it's crazy um, that to see Remington going because, you know, just as a young kid growing up in the South, uh, pretty much everybody in the south is introduced in firearms and i'm assuming this is probably true in, in rural areas like uh in the mountain west and the midwest and stuff like that 
introduced into firearms through hunting, uh, and of course everybody gets those hunting rifles. Uh, you know, I remember when Remington 700 used to be the shit back in the day. Uh, in reference to long-range shooting, everybody loved themselves a Remington 700 uh, bolt-action rifle for hunting. You know, Remington 700s aren't that really fucking great anymore. But if you find yourself an old Remington 700, you got yourself a fucking gem. But anyway, let's go on and start getting in, into the next story. And this is actually going to be our next few stories. Uh, this has to do with the New York Attorney General, uh, Let uh, fuck, I'm not even going to try and say that first name, but uh, New York Attorney General James sues to dissolve the NRA. Now, this is something that we have covered extensively in previous podcasts. I'm actually uh, good friends with... Um, uh, Ron from Save the Second, and we have promoted them several times before on the show. And uh, for Save the Second is a organization that is attempting to uh, reform the NRA. And if you ha- if you are just been you know a lot of people just getting into guns, maybe just getting into the gun community. Uh, if you aren't familiar with what's going on with the NRA, uh, the NRA is basically turning into a shit show of corruption and greed. Basically, Wayne LaPierre and a bunch of his cronies are using the Wayne LaPierre, not using the Wayne LaPierre, but they're using the NRA as their own personal piggy bank. And what they're doing is they're using member funds to uh, basically live lavish lifestyles. I mean, that's basically the only way you can say it. And in the scathing report that she has published in uh, she came out in a press conference that I shared on social media. She has mentioned numerous things in reference to uh, private uh, jets for his family, uh, very expensive limousine rides, suits, food. It just the fucking list goes on and on. And it's not just Wayne LaPierre. It's a uh, former president of the NRA as well, uh, as well as the lawyer uh, for the NRA. Uh, who she's filing, uh, I think it's like incompetence or something like that for basically the NRA not uh, sticking with nonprofit rules because the NRA is a nonprofit organization. And, uh, you know, the NRA actually the same day that this report came out, uh, they reported that they are going to be spending $10 million in the presidential election coming up this year uh, in uh, November. So, you know, a lot of people are saying, especially a lot of NRA apologists is what I like to call them, uh, they are saying that this is just a ploy by liberal politicians that are anti-gun to try and get the NRA out of the election. This is probably true, but it also is the NRA's fault. Uh, You have to think that the NRA has done some shit for this report to come out and for there to be a legal leg for it to stand on. And that is exactly true as well. This has been a year in the making uh, at the, um, before last year's uh, North, uh, NRA annual meeting, uh, a, scathing, um, a uh, scathing article came out by the New Yorker stating uh, the financial improprieties of Wayne LaPierre and the NRA as a whole and it has shown that Wayne LaPierre and his cronies need to basically get the fuck out of the NRA. And that's why I started becoming a part of Save the Second. That's why I promote those guys. Uh, if you haven't, go check them out on social media. Uh, also, they have their own shows, podcasts, YouTubes, uh, stuff like that. They just did a video today. 
and Rob Pincus. Uh, you may have your own personal opinion in reference to Rob Pincus in regards to his training methods, but Rob Pincus is a great supporter. Not necessarily his training methods. I should restate myself. Uh, Rob Pincus in reference to his reputation in regards to the gun community. A lot of people uh, say he was shilling for Springfield and talking about how uh, you know good the XD firearm was, whatever the fuck it may be. But my main point is Rob Pincus is a great advocate for the Second Amendment. Uh, he really is great on his acti activism. Uh, same thing with Iraq veteran 88. You know, a lot of people say he's a shill. Uh, fuck, I'm digressing. Anyway, uh, going back to Rob Pincus, uh, he is the leader of the Save the Second, uh, along with some other great individuals like Anthony Garcia, uh, who is a attorney out in Colorado, who is part of recalling the governor there after they passed uh, major gun control. I think it was back in 2013. Uh, Ron Carter as well. Uh, Ron is a great dude. Uh, you know, I consider him a friend. So uh, check out Save the Second. And hopefully, well, you know, I hate to say this. Uh, I think the NRA is probably doomed personally. This is my own personal opinion, of course. But I think the NRA is doomed. So, you know, I'm always talking about, you know, check out uh, different gun advocacy programs, firearm advocacy uh, organizations, the Firearms Policy Coalition, Firearms Policy Foundation, Second Amendment Foundation, Gun Owners of America. I just actually, as soon as this came out, I went ahead and renewed my membership for my state uh, organization, Bama Carry. I also renewed my membership for the Firearms Policy Coalition and the Gun Owners of America. Uh, you know, I'm a member of multiple organizations, and, and I'm actually still a member for the NRA. I hadn't given them any money, uh, but you know, I bought one of those long-term uh, membership uh, deals. <clears throat> A while back, so I'm actually still a member of the NRA. Uh, but if things do not get better, I'm definitely not going to be renewing my membership there. I will say that. And actually, to be honest with you, I you know did some work for the NRA, uh, you know recruiting uh, and things of that nature. Uh, I did a lot of work. I was actually on the board of directors for my local friends of the NRA. Uh, but once I started seeing that the NRA was using uh, the NRA Foundation, the friends of the NRA, just kind of as their own personal money uh, raising machines. You know, some money was going back to the communities, the shooting communities, in regards to having them uh, give money to youth shooting sports, to range development. That is true, uh, but there has been numerous reports of the NRA in large, uh, you know, the big NRA, is like I, like I always like to call them, the big NRA. Uh, of them using that as basically their own personal piggy bank. So, uh, you know, and not only that, New York is not the only one. D.C. is also a uh, the attorney general for the District of Columbia. They are also suing the NRA, uh, investigating them in re uh, reference to their financial improprieties. Uh, in reference to D.C., it's probably going to be in regards to lobbying. Um, and, you know, and that's the only thing that I thought the NRA did better than any of the other organizations out there is their lobbying efforts. Uh, but, you know, I think that the Gun Owners of America or the Firearms Policy Coalition, uh, I definitely think that they're going to start stepping up their game in regards to lobbying. Uh, personally, I think the Firearms Policy uh, Coalition is doing the best work out there in regards to a gun advocacy uh, organization. I think that they are, uh, you know, doing the lawsuits and the courts, uh, what's needed to you know to overturn such things, to set these legal precedences, so that way that 
gun control is not passed in these liberal states anymore. Um, you know, it's it's an uphill battle. It costs a lot of money. So if you do want to support a gun advocacy organization, I recommend the Firearms Policy Coalition. But I believe the Gun Owners of America probably in its current organization is best fit to set up a lobbying arm, uh, you know, a strong lobbying arm to their organization to fill in the vacuum for the NRA. Uh, you know, like I said, my personal opinion, at the very least, what's going to come out of this is that Wayne LaPierre, he's fucking gone, which is great. Uh, but the only thing that I see uh, that's the downfall of the NRA personally is that Wayne LaPierre has set himself up to be the puppeteer pulling the strings for whoever may run. If you've looked at the NRA, uh, if you've read anything about it, especially some of the great articles put out there by Save the Second, uh, you will see that. Wayne LaPierre has basically held an iron grip on the NRA for a long time, especially in regards to the board of directors. Uh, you did not get elected to the NRA board of directors unless you pretty much swore fealty to Wayne LaPierre. So, uh, you know, even if he's gone, I think, unfortunately, there's a strong possibility that a Wayne LaPierre puppet will take his place. Um, so I really think that uh, because of that and because of the ties, I think that if it's not now, uh, the same shit's probably going to keep happening and the NRA is doomed. So I hope not. I really don't because you know the NRA has the name recognition. They have the organization in place to be able to fight any gun control that is passed on numerous levels, whether it be... Uh, federal, state, whatever, uh, they have the organization in place to fight that. So, I hope that's not the case. Uh, I obviously, I obviously really want the NRA to come and be strong, to come out of this stronger than ever, to come out this with a better mission, purpose, uh, you know, to where that their sole purpose is firearms rights, firearms education, uh, firearms training, and that's you know that's something else I thought the NRA did great is that they became the kind of st uh, standard bearer of training for a long time, but now it's become a money making machine. Uh, if you looked at becoming an NRA instructor, you will see that basically uh, there is fuck God Almighty, there is dozens of different certificates you have to get. Um, and not only that, uh, like they have law enforcement training uh, instructor certifications, and then they have um, civilian training instructor certifications, and they don't cross over. So like if you're a law enforcement pistol instructor, uh, you are not considered a civilian pistol instructor. You got to pay an extra like three, four, five hundred dollars to become a civilian pistol instructor. So it's just a fuck. It's become a money-making scheme for them, and it's bullshit. Uh, you know, I hate I hate that this is going on. Uh, you know, I want the Second Amendment and its advocates to be strong. I don't consider Wayne LaPierre a Second Amendment advocate. I consider him using the movement and our passion for our civil liberty, uh, our civil right, uh, just as a money-making scheme for him. So fuck Wayne LaPierre. Uh, you know, unfortunately, I think the NRA is, is unfortunately, I think it's probably doomed. I hope that is not the case, but time will be the ultimate judge of that. 
let's start getting into our next story. Uh, and this is just uh, uh, next story I just put in here. It's not really news, um, but I definitely wanted to throw this out there, especially kind of after that doom and gloom uh, portion right there, because unfortunately a lot of people, especially like I said, if you're new in the gun community, which a lot of people are, uh, because of the buying from the pandemic and the civil unrest, this comes to us from Recoil, uh, and it was published on July 3rd, and the title of it is The Second Amendment is Live and Well, We Need Your Help. And I am 100% agree with this. I think if you, I mean, we've talked about this and we're actually going to be talking about it fucking again today. Uh, since March, this has been the highest buying months of firearms since they started recording the purchasing of firearms. Uh, there has been millions upon millions upon millions of new gun owners out, or millions upon millions of, of firearms purchased every month. And there are tens of probably hundreds of thousands, if not probably a million or more new gun owners out there. Uh, you know, I'm hearing different statistics in regards uh, to how many new gun owners are out there. But, you know, talking to all my buddies that own uh, either home-based FFLs or that own gun ranges, uh, you know, the purchasing of new firearms by people that have never owned a firearm before is the majority of their business and I find that absolutely fucking amazing even in the deep south where I live you're starting to see a lot of people that have never purchased a gun in their life some of them have never even shot a gun they're purchasing a firearm because they know that you know they're the ultimate line of defense for their own personal safety and their family's personal safety and because of that they decided that they needed to take it upon themselves to go and purchase a firearm which is their civil right and they're going to take it upon themselves and with that and we've said again I can said this before uh, it is up to us in the firearms community to reach out to these new firearms owners if you know any of them take them training take them out to go shooting get them familiar with their firearm get them you know point them in the right direction for uh, you know, gun content. You can point them towards to a lifestyle. Just fucking saying. Uh, you can point them to uh, YouTube channels on how to, you know, take apart their farm to get familiar with their farm. Take point them out to any local instructors. Uh, I'm my uh, instructor game is really kind of fucking booming, especially on the civilian side. Uh, you know, before. I was mainly training law enforcement uh, with, you know, training just small groups of, of civilians that wanted to get together. Now I'm starting to put on classes of like 15 people, you know, plus or minus a few, uh, and you know, having actual sit-down classes. Uh, and you know, hopefully, probably going to start a little side hustle, start a side business in doing that because I want to make sure that these people get the best training, the best knowledge in regards to. Uh, self-defense and, and you know in regards to the local state law here in Alabama and whatnot and it's it's very important and also point them out to a Second Amendment activist advocacy group uh, you know we were talking about the firearms policy coalition talking about uh, the gun owners of America uh, you there's numerous state organizations out there the uh, Virginia Citizens Defense League you know they've been kicking ass recently in regards to what they're doing defending people's Second Amendment rights in Virginia uh, in Alabama you know talking to them about Bama Carry which is my uh, state uh, organization 
So, you know, it is the Second Amendment is definitely alive and it's definitely well, but we need to use this and keep building on that momentum. You know, these people, especially in less free states, these people, and, and this is something else that I see on uh, gun shop groups uh, in regards to, you know, telling crazy fucking stories, uh, people buying guns and gun shops. You know, these people are realizing, shit, you know, I fucking voted for these politicians that put in, you know, three, ten, you know, day minimum weights, or you got to have a FOIA card, or whatever the fuck it is, um, and now I can't get a gun. I have to wait, and it is making me uneasy because, you know, I've made this conscious decision to go purchase a firearm to protect my personal safety and my family's safety, uh, and now I can't because of these bullshit laws that I passed. Or uh, you starting to see people, uh, you know, especially with as many fucking states now that have uh, legal marijuana, whether it be recreational or medical, uh, you know, of course there's always those stories in those gun shop groups of people, um, you know, using their uh, medical marijuana ID card in regards to their state-issued ID on their 4473 background check. And, of course, that prohibits them from purchasing a firearm. Uh, you know, whatever your personal you know, thoughts on marijuana is, uh, you know, I think that's horse shit. Uh, I think unless you're uh, a violent felon uh, or, you know, basically just a, if, if you're a violent felon, I can see where, uh, you know, you don't want to give those people the means and opportunity to continue to do that. But obviously criminals are still going to find a way to get their firearms. But if somebody, you know, has pain or if they have whatever, you know, and they're they're getting medical marijuana because of their state allows it. Well, now they can't own a firearm uh, federally anyway. So, you know, they're realizing that kind of shit. This is the kind of stuff where we need to start bringing these people in to the fold and let them know what's been going on in the Second Amendment community, what we've been fighting these gun control politicians for decades and we need to start letting them know this is what we've been fighting now you you know this is your responsibility when you go into that ballot box and you vote for these politicians research and see what their stance is you know shit like that uh, that's where we need to keep it going keep the momentum going and I, and I just really wanted to state that again in this podcast I'm starting to fucking beat a dead horse I know I think this is the second or third time I mentioned it but it's fucking important uh, with that, let's go ahead and start getting on to the next story, though. Uh, this one comes to us from Ameland. It was published August the 4th. And, of course, the tettle, the headline is uh, July, another record month for Nick's check as gun rush continues. Shocker, we've been talking about that. Uh, how many first-time buyers there are, it's insane. Uh, you know, just wanted a brief mention of it. This next one comes to us. It's kind of going along uh, the same uh, same fucking category of the last uh, one. This comes to us from the blackchronicle.com and this was published on the 7th and it says now black Americans now account for the highest increase in gun sales. And this is true. Uh, you know, I definitely am a firm believer that the second amendment is for everyone. So I don't give a shit what color you are, what your sexual orientation is, whatever it is. Uh, the second amendment is for everyone. And with that, uh, you know, again, it's the same thing. Get them trained, get them educated. Uh, you know, obviously, a lot of uh, people in the black population are the base for the Democratic Party. Uh, that is slowly starting to change from what I'm seeing. 
and we can allow it to keep changing uh, for because obviously um, you know it's not a Democrat or Republican thing, uh, but you know primarily Democrats are the party for gun control. Republicans are primarily the party for anti-gun control or pro-gun uh, legislation. So you know I'm just using that as just basic monikers uh, for what I'm saying, but I don't give a shit what party you are as long as you are pro Second Amendment. Uh, and with that, also kind of the same same regards, this comes to us from AmericanHunter.org, uh, and the title of it is GunBroker.com Announces Top Selling Firearms for July 2020, and this was published on the 5th, uh, and of course it is just the top five uh, of each category, and it breaks down to different categories. Uh, I thought this was interesting. Uh, semi-auto rifles. Number one, Keltec Sub 2000. That one kind of surprised me. The rest didn't surprise me. There are four different variants of AR pistols, uh, except for just the Diamondback Firearm DB15. Kind of surprised me. Uh, Bolt-action rifles. Uh, Ruger Precision. Uh, this is kind of sad, especially when we were talking about them earlier. Remington 700, Remington 783, Browning X-Bolt, Remington 7, uh, Lever Guns. Nobody kind of really gives a fuck. Just say the number one is the Marlin 1895. Uh, going down to semi-automatic shotguns. Uh, I thought this was kind of interesting. Uh, you get the Rock Island VR80, the Benelli M4 Tactical, uh, Mossberg 930, the Beretta, 8, uh, Beretta A300 Outlander, and number five is the Frankie Affinity uh, in regards to pump-action shotguns. Mossberg 590, Maverick 88, Mossberg 500. Then you get to the Keltec KSG and the Keltec KS7. Uh, fucking over under shotguns. Nobody really gives a care. I'll just fucking say number one was Mossberg Silver Reserve 2. And this is something that I thought was kind of interesting. Uh, in regards to semi auto guns, you got the Sig Sauer P365 Nitron Micro Compact, uh, Glock 19, Springfield Hellcat, uh, Ruger. Uh, the Ruger 5.7 and the 6 hour P320. So three out of those are compact, you know, concealable guns. Uh, of course, the 6 hour P320 is very popular ever since the Army has adopted it. And I, what I personally thought was interesting was the Ruger 5.7. Um, I'm not a huge fan of the 5.7 ballistically, uh, but it is a very cool gun in regards to the FN 5.7 and now especially Ruger since they came out with it. I'm just fucking telling you, man, Ruger's been fucking killing it lately, man. Ruger's badass fucking gun uh, company here lately. Uh, and then a goal in regards to revolvers, you got the Colt Python, uh, number one. Fucking go figure. And a bunch of other shit. Heritage Arms, Rough Rider, probably because that's really only what's been in stock. So, um, you know, that's been that story. And this story kind of goes along with why people are, are buying so many guns. Um, Seattle, you know, this comes to us from tacticallife.com. This is published on July 30th, and the title of it is Seattle Citizens on Their Own After City Council Bans Less Lethals for Cops. And I'm telling you, Seattle is a fucking shit show. Uh, less lethal has been banned. Uh, they're also banning a whole lot of different tactics from their police officers against uh, Antifa mobs. You've been seeing this a lot lately on social media where uh, a truck is going down the interstate. And of course, it's stopped by protesters. And you see, like, I think it's fucking two. I know it's two for sure. Pro, I think it was actually three protesters have their fucking guns drawn on that fucking truck, uh, preventing them from going further. Uh, you know, just fucking insanity like that. Uh, you also, there was a story that came out where 
protesters were starting to go into the suburbs, and you saw uh, you know citizens blocking roads in their own neighborhood, uh, and you had them basically you know putting up posts, you know it's, uh, you know manning post, I guess you said that's what I'm trying to say, manning post uh, with firearms to keep these protesters out of the fucking neighborhood, and of course. The Seattle police chief was all fucking good and fine and dandy uh, with this shit until the protester showed up in her neighborhood. And now she's t- asking the city council uh, for help, saying, you know, basically we need to, you know, do our fucking job in regards to making sure that law and order is restored, that people can move about peacefully in this, uh, you know, in, in the city. It's just fucking insanity. You know, that's why I say that, you know, you are responsible for your own personal protection. Uh, you have these, you know, protesters getting out of hand. Uh, you know, I was a firm, you know, when we talked about it in George Floyd, what sparked all this. I'm a firm believer that uh, what happened was excessive and went too far. Uh, there should be some sort of justice. Uh, but I'm telling you, you don't get fucking justice by... Uh, blocking roads, impeding people's uh, daily lives, impeding, uh, you know, threatening politicians, destroying businesses, uh, destroying property. You don't fucking get justice that way. So it's just becoming, you know, fucking insane. This next story comes to us from Emmeland, and it was posted on the 1st of August. And basically what it says, that well, the title of it is Facebook Censorship of Boogaloo, a.k.a. Big Igloo Groups. Now, this is something that we talked about when it first happened. Uh, Emma Land is finally, I guess, just posting an article about it. But uh, all the Boogaloo and Big Igloo um, uh, groups on social media, primarily Facebook, but also Google is restricting uh, search uh, the search content, I guess you would call it. Like if you search Boogaloo, uh, mainly what you're going to get is that Boogaloo's bad shit. You're not going to get websites or groups. Uh, forums uh, that talk about Boogaloo uh, people and stuff like that and whatever you're fucking some people make fun of them some people are pro Boogaloo whatever Uh, it's just censorship in my eyes but uh, you know they I think that they axed like over I believe they axed over 10,000 Facebook pages and groups uh, in one day and you had a lot of these people whining and complaining on uh, you know, gun groups and, and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, you still have uh, these Facebook, you know, having uh, Black Lives Matter, which, you know, they're showing uh, cheers of police officer murders and violence against the police and violence against people's property and whatever it may be. It, you know, it's just a bunch of horse shit. Uh, so that's going to be that on that. Um, and this is just a cool little interesting story thrown out there. This comes to us from Amelin. It was published on the 30th. Brownells is now taking entries for the Big Book number 73 cover model contest. So, uh, that's pretty cool. You uh, To qualify, you got to put your name of your shop or business, uh, city or state of your shopping business, uh, where or how contestants receive gunsmith training, and why the contestant deserves to be on cover. So, if you got a favorite local gun shop out there, maybe uh, put out there, you know, send them a uh, picture or tell your local gun shop to send a picture, and uh, maybe we'll see them on the Brownells uh, cover of their new catalog. That'll be pretty fucking cool. 
Next article comes to us from Pew Pew Tactical. Uh, this was published on August 3rd, and it states that body armor sales skyrocket in 2020, which is not a surprise considering the times that we're in uh, and with people purchasing firearms in record numbers. Uh, you look at that, you know, this article has a great little infograph or, you know, picture graph of uh, the amount of sales in regards to, buy, you know, ammo, armor, uh, best AR-15, you know, interest keywords for, for so, uh, Google. Uh, buying ammo, buying uh, armor, best AR-15, best handgun, best shotgun, shit like that. And you see clear spikes around pandemic, social unrest, all that kind of stuff. Uh, AR-500, uh, which is a leading body armor manufacturer, uh, head code in Arizona, they said they've experienced a massive 450% spike in sales since mid-March. And of course, that's about when the pandemic things started. So, of course, there's a lot of people out there who are unsure about the future. So, a lot of people are buying body armor. And that's something I think you should invest in. Uh, personally, I don't care if you invest in AR-500 armor or whatever. You know, some people cannot find uh, or cannot afford uh, ceramic plates. So I understand if you have to buy AR-500, uh, you know, armor's armor. You know, it, you have a chance of getting killed in spalling, but you definitely will be injured, if not dead, if you don't have any body armor at all. So uh, this next article comes to us from Ballistic. And I just thought this was fucking cool. Uh, probably going to put this on um, the website and it just basically is telling you how to, you know, last episode we talked about reloading. This basically just tells you how to load your own 37 millimeter rounds. Now, if you don't know what 37 millimeter rounds is, basically if you've ever seen Predator, you see the little tube underneath the AR, uh, well, not AR, M16, uh, and it's like a little grenade launcher. Um, 40 millimeter, at that point in time, you have to get a special uh, tax stamp from the ETF, but 37 millimeter is perfectly legal. And there's that, you know, plenty of cool stuff that you can do uh, with 37 millimeter, less lethal rounds, uh, you know, bunch of cool shit. And that's an article to show you how to reload it. So check on social media for that. This next one uh, comes to us from the Farms blog. This is interesting. It's a bunch of bullshit. It was published on the 6th. Uh, and the title of it is Trijicon Sues Hollow Sun Technologies Over Alleged RMR and SOR Patent Infringement. Uh, and basically, um, you know, Trijicon doesn't really have a leg to stand on. Uh, Hollow Sun has been out there doing a whole lot of stuff. It is a Chinese company. Uh, I will say that, you know, a lot of people, you know, rather spend money on American. Uh, Trijicon is an American made company, but they're expensive as shit. They really haven't done anything in regards to innovation. Uh, I posted on social media a while back that Primary Arms is doing a special reticle for a Hollow Sun 507C. I am definitely planning on getting one of those. Uh, just some bullshit out there. Next article comes to us from 
page6.com. I just thought this was interesting. Uh, if you have any kids or if you are the younger generation yourself, uh, you will know who Jake Paul is. Uh, him and his brother Logan Paul are very famous YouTube uh, personalities. Uh, this was published on the 5th and the title of it is, is Firearms Seized and FBI Raid at YouTube Star Jake Paul's Home. Now, uh, Jake Paul has been in a lot of trouble before in regards to shit that he's posted on his uh, YouTube account. Um, doesn't seem like a whole lot of people gave a shit. Uh, he, you know, kind of went back and did the same old shit over and over again. But this kid's 23. Uh, he lives in California in a fucking mansion. Uh, you know, that's just how much money he's getting from his fucking YouTube channel. Uh, and the FBI is not saying why they did a raid on his home. But they just stated that they seized his firearms when they were at his home. He was actually not at home when the, the raid was conducted. Um, but knowing this piece of shit, uh, just because, of, like I said, he's done some stupid fucking shit uh, on his YouTube channel. Uh, he's probably into some serious trouble uh, in regards to whatever he's fucking done. Uh, you know, he's federally fucked, basically. Uh, next story comes to us from BillingsGazette.com. And uh, this is it's titled, uh, Wyoming Supreme Court Won't Rehear University Firearms Case. Uh, and basically what this is, is the state court, uh, state Supreme Court won't rehear a case in which a man said he purposely brought a gun to the University of Wyoming's campus in order to challenge the school's policy on prohibiting firearms. He was obviously arrested, charged, uh, and he kept trying to fight it on all the way up to the state Supreme Court and they shot him down so his conviction is going to be upheld uh, so sucks for him I am a firm believer when I was in uh, you know college for my undergrad uh, there was you know ah, shit I can't it was no I'm sorry it was actually Bama carry uh, you know Bama carry started mainly primarily as an open carry uh, organization in my state they're you know they're not have been around for a, a whole lot uh, and there was, uh, you know, you know, quote unquote, protest uh, done in the state at universities where you would uh, go to campus with an empty holster uh, to um, protest, you know, the state and the universities' uh, illegal, unconstitutional uh, laws where you're not allowed to carry a handgun on campus. Uh, did some shit like that, and I'm a firm believer in uh, campus carry, especially with uh, what's all been going on. Because around that time, you know, you had, you know, the Virginia Tech shootings. Uh, we were the generation growing up that still had Columbine vivid in our memories. Uh, you know, firm believer in campus carry. So that's going to be it for the main segment. Let's start getting into the gear product news and reviews. And before we do that, let's go ahead and talk about our sponsor, Cold War Concealment. Uh, if you haven't already, check out Cold War Concealment. They are a Kydex holster company. We've had Cliff on the show. Going to have to get him on again. He's just redoing his site. He's got some cool products coming in the pipeline. He is actually uh, making some more holsters uh, for me that I'm super excited about uh, in regards to different uh, pistol platforms, the Smith or the Smith Wesson M&P, uh, Glock. You know, I already got some uh, holsters for my SIG. Uh, I'm using these holsters in my classes in regards to showing you know what you need to have a good quality holster, what it looks like. Uh, and he's not going to break the bank. So, you know, you're not looking at like TXC holsters. They make, you know, 
cool, great looking holsters, but you're gonna be spending around $100 or more for a good holster. Uh, with cold work concealment, you can get great holsters for starting, I believe is around $40 or $50, uh, and they're great. You know, it's a veteran-owned company. It's all of it's made right here in America. Uh, so check out coldworkconcealment.com. Check them out on Facebook and Instagram under Coldwork Concealment, or you can check out on our social media. We share some of his posts uh, and stories, so that way you can see. Um, what he has in the makes and when I talked to Cliff in regards to getting the holsters for my uh, Glock and my sit, uh, Smith & Wesson uh, he is very excited he's got some new stuff coming out uh, and I can't wait to show you guys what he's got coming out so check out Cold Work Concealment on, uh, and let him know that you appreciate him sponsoring the podcast and let's go ahead and start getting into the product gear news and reviews some get drop, some get pop me nobody move nobody shot man I'm in the body shop where you rub me wrong and your body drops Robber nigga even with a shell up in his back on the real just to show proof hit the GWB blow the whole roof off the toe booth Alright, this is going to be the product gear news and reviews and the first thing we're going to be talking about is going to be a new uh, Real Avid Amp AR-15 tool and I'm telling you, I fucking love Real Avid. I love all their products that I have uh, had the pleasure of putting my hands on and basically what this is uh, this is a um, a case with uh, gun tool amp units uh, they have different ones for uh, AR-15 uh, 1911 stuff like that uh, this comes with a little pocket knife so this is be this would be fucking great for the range if you are like an instructor or a range safety uh, you know you have a pocket knife that you can use for your everyday normal kind of use uh, but it also has a bunch of other cool little built-in stuff in there it's a 2.6 uh, inch tanto blade uh, uh, titanium and black oxide finish uh, bolt override takedown punch tap hammer firing pin retaining pin puller uh, 12 bolt group uh, scrapers uh, carrier scraper, firing pin scraper, uh, stainless steel tools are easily to access in it as they lock into place. And it also comes with a bunch of hex bits, uh, torx bits, Phillips, flatheads, uh, front side adjusters. It's a you know a really cool fucking tool. And I'm telling you, this is probably something else that I'm gonna have to fucking get. Now the MSRP is a little steep, 70 bucks for this. But I guarantee you, uh, especially with Christmas coming around, probably get this closer to around maybe 50 bucks. You know, there's not a whole lot of markup on related tools, but I bet you can maybe get it for maybe closer to you know 55, 60 dollars. Uh, next product is going to be a Hollow Sun, of course. Uh, Hollow Sun introduces the HE508T V2 Open Reflex Pistol Sight. Uh, this is a cool looking little sight. Uh, they released it in actually this early, you know, this earlier in the year shot show. And, you know, it's kind of weird, fucking getting into close to the next shot show uh, coming up. You know, where we're still about halfway in between the two. Uh, but it's got up to a 50,000 hour battery life, red or green reticle. Uh, it's got a multiple reticle system. You can get either in a 32 MOA circle with a 2 MOA dot a 2 MOA dot or a 32 MOA circle. Uh, it's got the solar failsafe, shake awake technology, parallax free and unlimited eye relief, and a titanium body. 
So in the red, you're looking at around 435.28 MSRP. In the green knot, you're looking at around 470.58 MSRP. But I'm telling you, Hollow Sun, great products. Uh, and then not only that, they have uh, good sales on them at different places like Primary Arms, whatever the fuck it may be. Speaking of Primary Arms, what I was talking about earlier, they come out with a new 507C Primary Arms ACSS Cyclops reticle. Now, what's cool about this is that it is, instead of a dot, it's got like a little chevron in there. And the chevron system, <clears throat> way they have it set up is that the chevron, uh, at the top of the chevron, like basically the point of the unfinished triangle, that's where you zero in. Uh, and I think they, the, oh God, the fucking graphic that I had, I think it said like 10 yards. And at the bottom of the chevron, it's 25. And then actually at the very bottom, uh, or, you know, like, I'm sorry, not the bottom of the chevron, is 25, right underneath the point. And at the very bottom of the chevron, uh, it's supposed to be where your 100-yard shot would be. But what's really nice about this, and, you know, just me getting into red dots myself within the past couple months and not having to put a whole lot of rounds down with a, a red dot, um, what's awesome about it is it has a big, uh, you know, circle around the chevron, and uh, basically it that is to help you find it whenever you bring the pistol up to eyesight. And uh, oh, perfect! I'm so fucking stupid. All right, here it is. The the thing top of the chevron is 25 is where you sighted in at the zero. Uh, right below the point in the inside of the chevrons 50 and then the bottom of the chevron where the little legs are uh, is a hundred and then they got the same thing different for 45 ACP different for 40 they even have a rifle reticle system for 556 308 762 by 39 slash 300 blackout uh, so look at that like I said we had posted that on our social media and just kind of finish up what I was saying about the circle. Uh, you know, when you bring it up, uh, and Primary Arms has got a pretty good video on it. Of course, this is a Primary Arms exclusive. Uh, it's got a little circle, so that way you can see about where in the circle you're at just by the curvature. You need to raise the pistol front up a little bit to get to your chevron, all that good stuff. I think this is great for people that are just now getting into red dots. That's what I'm going to get it for. I'm going to get it so that way uh, people that are wanting to get into red dots, uh, they can, you know, uh, understand proper presentation from the holster and the draw, uh, things of that nature. Uh, I think that's going to be cool. Uh, and actually, in, it's not bad. The MSRP, they got it at $309.99. That's not bad at all. So I'm very excited to get that. I've talked to Primary Arms. Uh, I'm expecting, you know, for them to reach out to me. They don't have an exact release date yet on it, um, so uh, that's going to be interesting when that comes out. I can't wait to get my hands on one. Already got one in order. And the last product in our gun gear news and reviews is a new Microtech Defense R2K9 suppressor. Now we've talked about Microtech before in regards to suppressors. I've handled some at some range days. Uh, honestly, I, you know, I would love to get into the suppressor game, but there's just a lot more other, you know, a lot more different shit that I want to get in on. Uh, so I haven't bought one yet. But Microtech is on my list of whenever I first get my suppressor, that's what I'm going to get. They're super light, they're super durable. Um, the ones that I've looked at, they're made out of like a 3D type printed material. 
so that's you know one reason why they're super lights. That would be fucking great uh, for pistols and things like that. Or if you don't want to have a whole lot of uh, you know weight added on to your gun with a suppressor. The only thing is the price. They're pretty fucking expensive. This R2K9 is MSRP around fifteen hundred dollars. Uh, but you know from what I looked at at the range date with Microtech. Uh, if this is anything like their older model suppressors, this is going to be fucking, I'm sure, leaps and bounds better. So with that, let's go ahead and start getting into our gun culture segment, and let's start wrapping Cinematic, the show up. Right back at it. Talk the walk and walk about that static. I am the extra dramatic. When he pop back, everybody scattered. Didn't matter. Mm. I was there from the get-go. Moving heavyweights, Klitschko. Rookies and cookies from Frisco. Put him in the box, Nabisco. We the folk that killed Disco. I showed you how to go and get this though. And I'm the reason why you're fucking with this hoe. But don't thank me, that's how the shit go. Alright guys, uh, we're going to do a little bit something different here uh, than our normal gun culture segment. We're going to be talking about uh, kind of some gun culture news. And we're going to be talking about a documentary that uh, has to do a little bit with guns, not a whole lot. Uh, but it is a story that everybody is familiar with. Uh, in regards to the gun culture news, uh, John Wick 5 has been confirmed and is being filmed back-to-back consecutively with number 4. If you know the John Wick series, you will know that is fucking amazing. Uh, it is great. I was actually not a huge Keanu Reeves fan. I actually didn't watch uh, a whole lot of The Matrix until I got into John Wick because... I fucking, as a history nerd, I fucking remember, uh, you know, Keanu Reeves as Bill and Ted. You know, I didn't think he was that great of an actor. wasn't a huge fan of, you know, Speed was a great story, but I didn't think he was a good actor in it. Um, so, wasn't a, you know, a huge Keanu Reeves fan until John Wick. So, uh, of course, they're saying that uh, they were talking about having John Wick uh, being released. Uh, for July or May 21st, 2021, and uh, having uh, John Wick 5 uh, released in the next year of 2022. But because of COVID, uh, shit's being delayed, so they don't know exactly if they'll be able to stick to those dates. Uh, but it is cool to know that you're going to get yourself two more movies in the John Wick uh, saga. So, that's really fucking cool. Thought that would be interesting to put in there. And for the documentary we're going to be talking about, we're going to be talking about a pretty interesting um, documentary on Netflix called Tread. Now, if you don't know what Tread is about, uh, it is about Marvin Niemeyer. Now, who's Marvin Niemeyer, you may ask? Uh, Well, you might have heard of the Killdozer. And basically what it is, is Marvin Niemeyer was a guy that owned a muffler shop. Uh, in Colorado, uh, kind of close to Colorado Springs, um, and according to everybody, you know, the, what most people think of uh, the Killdozer is that the local uh, government and kind of like the good old boys of that uh, city fucked him over, and he had enough of their shit, and basically he up armored a, a bulldozer, and he destroyed a ship, you know, a shit part, you know, a good fucking portion of the town. Uh, until he got his uh, dozer stuck in a store uh, and committed suicide. Now, I'm going to preface this by saying that there is a great podcast out there called Time Suck. 
Uh, I'm a huge, like I said, I'm a fucking humongous history nerd. Uh, I also like crime stuff. Uh, so I uh, like Time Suck for those two things because those are primarily uh, what he talks about is, uh, you know, crime and, you know, you know previous crimes and history. Um, he did a great, a great um, podcast on Marvin Niemeyer. And I went into the podcast thinking kind of what y'all thought. You know, he just kept getting fucked around by the local government and the good old boy system. He had enough, and he decided to kind of teach him a lesson. Um, uh, Dan Cummins, he's a comedian. I actually knew his comedy because I, I love stand-up comedy. I actually knew his comedy before I got into his um, uh, podcast. Uh, but I listened to it, and it was great, and I came out with a new perspective on it. And then... Um, there was a lot more local testimony, uh, people that actually knew Marvin Niemeyer, uh, you know, what you would call the local good old boys, but also friends of his uh, that he snowmobiled with. He was a huge snowmobiler. Uh, that was in the documentary, and it was a great documentary. Um, I think, you know, uh, the podcast uh, Time Suck, in regards to it, they did a lot more research in some of the minute detail of his past. Uh, I think, you know, Time Suck gave you a lot of the details and facts of the case, and the documentary gave you a lot more of the personal side, what people thought of him, uh, what people uh, did to him back in the day, and of course, uh, the video was, you know, kind of crazy. Uh, you know, because he did this, I want to say, in 03. And, you know, I was in high school then, but fucking, I wasn't really paying attention a whole lot in the news. Um, so, but, you know, it gave me, you know, both the podcast and the documentary gave me a new um, perspective on the whole story. I think it is still a great story to listen to. Uh, I still personally think. That the local government, you know, even after you know listening to the podcast and watching the documentary, uh, they still supported the fact that hey, he was getting fucked around by the local government. He was getting fucked around by the good old boy system. But also, Mervyn Niemeyer was pretty much a dick. Uh, you know, he uh, shot at propane tanks that was next to a neighborhood and an old folks' home. Um, he had, you know. He, Marvin Niemeyer was a, a millionaire, but one time he killed himself. You know, it, they just point him out as just, you know, kind of like a Joe Blow uh, owning a muffler shop. But no, he owned several muffler shops, and he was making a killing. Uh, you know, he made enough money to basically where he only had to work, you know, so many months out of the year, so that way he could go and, and do his... Um, you know, passions of, of snowmobiling and stuff like that. So uh, he had numerous opportunities to get out of that bullshit system to where he didn't have to work another day in his life. Uh, so, you know, it put a new perspective to me that, you know, that's something else that is, a, a, you know, just pains me in reference to the gun community. Uh, you know, we always look for a martyr, and half the time the martyr that we pick is an asshole. Marvin Niemeyer, I personally think, was an asshole. Was he done wrong? Absolutely. Uh, did he hurt somebody? No, he didn't hurt somebody. I think he was trying to hurt somebody. You know, from what he did, you know, had the ports and the 50 cal and all that kind of stuff. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think his intention was definitely to hurt people. Now, his intention was to only hurt the people that did him wrong, or, you know, did he not give a shit? 
you know, I think that's, you know, kind of left up in the air after the podcast and, and the uh, documentary. But it's definitely a great documentary. Uh, I watched it with my girlfriend. Uh, she, uh, same age as me, did, had no idea of this kind of shit uh, happened in, in 03, like back when, you know, we were still in high school and stuff. And, uh, you know, she kind of came with the same thing, you know. And they definitely fucked with him, you know. But he shouldn't have... You know, like for example, tried to, to shoot at the propane tanks with uh, incendiary, you know, with tracer rounds from his 50 BMG. So check it out, Tread. It's on uh, Netflix. But like I said, personally, what I say, listen to the Dan Cummins Time Suck uh, Killdozer episode. That's what the title of it is titled, Killdozer. Listen to that first, then watch you the uh, the documentary. Uh, so that way you have all those facts before you start picking up the personal story. Um, the podcast episode for Dan Cummins, I want to say it was like two hours long, so uh, be prepared for a long one. Uh, but it is great. Uh, it's a great story. And not only that, just when people mention stuff like that, because, you know, the, the don't tread on me, don't step on snake, they made a killdozer uh, morale patch or whatever the fuck, you know, stickers. Uh, you know, he's always brought up in gun forums and group chats and, that are gun related and Facebook gun groups and stuff. Uh, just get yourself fucking educated. Just like I would tell you, edu- you know, educate first-time gun buyers. Educate yourself on on other stuff as well. So that's gonna be it for our gun culture segment. Let's get to the end of the show. Guys, I greatly appreciate you listening to another episode of the 2A Lifestyle Podcast. And please check out our new website, 2alifestyle.com, uh, that has access to our uh, all of the podcasts uh, that we've published so far. So if you want to go back and listen, uh, it also has access to our online store. You can start buying merch. Uh, it has access to articles where I'm going to be posting them. It tells you a little bit about myself. All that good stuff. So I'm super excited about it. Uh, I'm also super excited with what we have coming down the pipeline, so stay tuned. Um, Also, support us on Patreon if you can. Just a dollar is great. I appreciate it if you support us with a dollar. Anything that you go, uh, that you give us is put straight back into this to make this show better for you guys to get, uh, you know, the trips like the SHOT Show to NRAM if they ever fucking have one. Uh, so that way we can start getting the industry insiders, uh, talking to them, maybe get them on the show, all that kind of good stuff. Uh, greatly appreciate any support that you can show us on Patreon. Uh, check us out and follow us on social media, Facebook, uh, number 2A Lifestyle, 2A Lifestyle, Instagram, 2 out T-W-O-A Lifestyle. And go ahead and uh, wherever you're listening to this, hit subscribe. Uh, also, if you can, leave us a rating. It's the best way for people to find gun-related content and find us when they're looking for gun-related content. Uh, and if you have any questions or want to give any you know suggestions on the podcast, you can reach out on social media, uh, either direct message, private message, whatever the fuck you want to call it, or reach out to us at 2 lifestyle at mail.com. Uh, 
And with that, that is going to be another show. And ladies and gents, I hope you have a great next two weeks until you listen again and keep on enjoying that 2A lifestyle. Oh, I Gucci suit, I'm feeling righteous. Yeah. I know that the truth is hard to digest. Yeah. Five or six pills in my right hand. Yeah. Cody running over on my nice.